What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Natty State Six Pack. Curtis Wilkerson and Andrew Ellis here with you live in studio from downtown Fayetteville. Appreciate your patience over the course of the last few days. Uh, we're revamping our schedule a little bit ahead of the start of spring football since we're going to be adding some new shows to the uh to the docket a little bit. We're going to have the Boss Hog podcast starting up here in early March. We're going to have another football-centered show uh, that we're going to be rolling with. So we're moving uh, the six-pack to Tuesday, Thursday for your lunchtime hour. And we plan on going live for all those because, honestly, we did it uh, a week or two ago, and, and we really enjoyed the comments and the feedback that was in there. It was it was pretty cool. So that's kind of our plan. Uh, just a reminder to those who are new to the show, uh, listen, if you're looking for Razorback baseball coverage, highly suggest that you hop over to the Bombastic Podcast YouTube page with Andrew Ellis, where all of those episodes are uploaded. Which is not the same thing as the main Natty State account. This is correct. It's different. <laughs> it's its own entity at this point. If you're a big basketball person, you like those vibes, uh, pop over and, and join me and Scotty on the pod at the Palace, where we, uh, listen, we're in the same boat as you guys, where we vent about this team's struggles, and we also uh, talk about the future a little bit with the Transfer Portal Big Board and all those things. That's the at the Palace on the Natty State Sports YouTube channel. You can find all those things, but if you're looking for something a little bit different, uh, some lighthearted fun, some uh, weird discussions and interesting yeah. topics that are outside of maybe the main Razorback athletic sports, uh, the six-pack is your spot, and so here we are. And if this is your first time tuning in, you're like, hey, it's called six-pack, why aren't they drinking? Every now and then we 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 enjoy a nice little beverage yeah. on the show. It's it's noon, you psychopaths. Yeah, yeah, it is noon. <laughs> uh, not gonna act like we have not had beer noons at beer noon beers before. Nothing wrong with beer, noon. noons at beer. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, uh, so we haven't been drinking. Just to clarify, <laughs> Good, yeah, we have not been drinking. Uh, but it is what is it Thursday now? It is Thursday. It's, it's been weird a because we've been hell doing of it a week, man. We've been doing this Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and so it's gonna be it's gonna take a while for me to get used to the Tuesday, Thursday yeah. thing. Uh, but yeah, it has been just a just a crazy week in the world and for us. I mean, we were in Arlington all weekend. Uh, we traveled back. We had the late night on Tuesday with the basketball game that yeah. we will not discuss here. Uh, and now here we are. I felt weird all day. Like I, I feel like it shouldn't be this late in the week, but it is. Like we're we're almost yeah. to the freaking weekend, man. Well, you know, one of the things that I really love about this program that we have going on here is you talked about the pot at the palace and how the vibes. It's like, oh man, you know, the team loses. You're kind of dependent on. Whatever it is you're covering. Yes. For instance, I had bad vibes on Tuesday's Bombastic or Monday's Bombastic because Arkansas kind of played played like poop uh, over the weekend. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, it, it, we're, we're a little bit dependent on whatever it is we're covering. But here on the Natty State Six Pack, the world keeps turning and weird stuff keeps happening. Just when you think we don't have any content, Cam Newton gets jumped. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's always man. going to be stuff like that happening. And so we're, we're going to be here to cover it all. We, t we take our jobs very seriously here, and so we take it seriously whenever Sidney Sweeney posts a new selfie, when yep. Cam Newton gets jumped, when whatever it is, you know, when Reba looks great at the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. Yeah. She Ooh. looked great at the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, she looked great at the Super um, Bowl. But yeah, that's the beauty of this show is we're going we're gonna to always, there will always be things for us to talk about, especially now that we're doing it twice a week where there's just always going to be weekends to recap, weekends to preview. And, oh, yeah, uh, man. You know, we got some, in the sports world, the non-Arkansas sports world. We got some stuff coming up next weekend. Sean O'Malley defenses yeah. a UFC oh, bantamweight title. So, you know, wait. whatever it is. And look, as we've said from the jump on this show, it's like whatever you want us to talk about, we'll do it. And if you if you don't believe us, our first topic, I mean, we're about to talk about the Arkansas basketball managers. Like, we will literally talk about anything. Yeah. So, uh, throw, yeah. You got any, and nothing is, nothing's off limits. Nothing is too nothing's weird. So, limits. you know, throw it, uh, throw it in the comments, throw it in the chat. 
we will discuss it, uh, literally anything. So uh, hit us up with that. But yeah, I mean, I think we got to start right here. And, and we just did this whole thing about like, ah, you know, this isn't really where you need to be if we're going to be talking about the, the big sports for the Razorbacks. This is a little bit different, okay? Are the Razorbacks Final Four bound? They might be, but we're talking about the Razorback managers, okay? Yeah. Uh, this has been really cool. I've really enjoyed following this, and we've talked about it a lot uh, here on the Six Pack because it's different. They have uh, the manager games. It's where, essentially, um, you know, teams, they, they travel to go play other teams across the country, and it's not just the players, and it's not just the head coach. Like, you have staffs. You have assistant coaches, GAs managers strength and conditioning whatever and they play the manager games and it's not just your typical ah yeah we're just going to get together and and run a little uh little open gym ball a little pickup uh no it's serious man like they have rankings and yeah. uh you know they they have a schedule that they play out and, and there's a prize involved at the end so it's been really cool to follow and arkansas has got a really good team as it turns out uh the managers are ranked in the top 10 in the country but they beat number four vanderbilt uh, 69 to 61 Monday night, obviously Arkansas and Vandy played Tuesday. That didn't go well for the actual team. Uh, <laughs> the so, most important Arkansas Vandy or, or the women's team, listen, by the way. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so hey, Arkansas has not been swept by Vandy for those who are yeah. curious. Um, but Hey, the Razorback managers, they might be moving on up in these rankings. And I, I got some more details on this and it's, it's fascinating, Andrew. And so, uh, like they play two 20 minute halves. It's running clock. That makes sense. Cause I was wondering like, man, how much, how much wind do these guys have? How, you know, well, like, the scores, you see the scores will be like 91 to yeah. 75 and you're like, Oh man, they were cooking. Right. Just, just letting it fly out there. Um, and, and it's called the manager games, but like this is open to pretty much anyone on the basketball staff. If I understand correctly, like Musk could play if he wanted to, uh, but it could I'm be stunned that he hasn't. Also. I know. But it could be assistant coaches, uh, a lot of GAs play, managers, yeah. uh, but it could be like academic advisors, it could be strength and conditioning coaches, like whatever. But If you're a professor at the University of Arkansas and you're watching this and you're like, man, I thought my hoop dreams were dead. They're not. You got just, a uh, just contact Riley Hall and he'll make it work. That's right. Yeah, Riley yeah, Hall has he been working on his post game? Well, I, I think he is. Uh, he's he's a retired uh, Hall of Famer of the manager games. As, as he I he retired? I think he's retired. Yeah. <laughs> they, so, well, in the comments that one day they were bullying him so hard. No wonder he retired. As soon as we tweeted about him, they were like, "Ah, oh, he sucks." It, it seems uh, like his teammates were not, were not talking good about it him. It seems so. like back in the day he had an issue with uh, you know playing between the three point lines and not inside of them. Um, I respect that because I too am a, am a tall man like it's Riley scary. Hall. It's and scary I, inside the arc. Curtis. I play three point line to three point line too, man. I get it. So I, I do bricking, respect that. Bricking a corner three is just way more respectable than like driving in and getting. <laughs> you know, getting your shit packed or something like that. Yeah, so I respect that, yeah. you know? Just, yeah, stay where it's safe outside right. the arc. It, so Arkansas's managers are 8-3, and three, nice record. Uh, again, they're top 10. They just they just picked up a top 5 win. Uh, but we found out earlier in the week that the top four teams at the end of the year in the manager game rankings, uh, they actually get a trip paid for to the actual Final Four, to Phoenix, where they compete for, like, a championship, which is – I mean, yeah. that's really cool, man. That's something to play for. Yeah, and you, you might be having some fun, but, like, you get to no, – the calendar awesome, slip man. into yeah. March and you're top 10. Like, I'm taking if this seriously. If you're still playing ball in late March, early April, you're doing something right. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, if you're a Hog fan that canceled <laughs> your flight to Phoenix because you assumed Arkansas is not going to make the Final Four, one, technically they could still make it. But, two, <laughs> you got some potentially some good Razorback basketball to watch in Phoenix if you're there for the Final Four. Who knows? That would be awesome. My only qualm with the whole thing is – why they won't let us in the door. Yeah. Like why on, they man. do these come things. On. Why do they not want 
anyone to see this. You know, for all know. we know, they could be making up these scores and these records and all right. that. We need to be there firsthand to see this, report on this, and cover this yeah. with our whole chest, which is what we want to do. That's right. I mean, we've been promoting this heavily, I would say, at this point, and... Uh, we've been doing some digging. I mean, I've been asking around. gang, where y'all at? Love that. <laughs> I've been asking around on the staff, like, who who are the ballers? You know, we had Layden Blocker in here for an interview a little while back, and, and we were trying to get some information on these managers and, and see who's hooping. And uh, it's a little teaser here, but early next week, uh, we're, we're finalizing a time, but we're going to have one of the star players from the manager team on the show to talk to us more about it. We're tentatively holding out through the weekend because they're they're trying to finalize uh, what would be a marquee matchup on Friday against number one Kentucky, who they played before college game day. And, and Kentucky, they walked, hey, listen, they walked into Bud Walton Arena um, in real life and beat Arkansas by six, and, and they walked into Bud Walton Arena and beat the managers by six. But maybe they can uh, get, get a little get back. And if you do that, like... So Kentucky, where were they ranked, you said? They're number one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got to, it's got to happen. Hey, if you want to book your trip to Phoenix, that's how you do it. I mean, come on, man. They got. Come I on. mean, we might have to go to Rupp. Yeah, just for that. We and can then go, drive we can back go. on Friday night. Yeah, we don't have to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, we'll stay. We'll leave first thing in the morning on Saturday. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Caleb, we got a grape uncrustable here. I do rock with the strawberry though. I uh, like strawberry. I do. I do like the strawberry. But you know, yeah, we, we got grape here. Shout out to our boy Branson, who I see is tuning in. Branson, Branson, Branson loves to hook me up with whatever. St- <laughs> I feel He's bad. It's like Branson was shaming me for not liking his blow pops earlier, but he's, <laughs> you know, I think he just caught on real quick. He's like, this guy's a snack guy. So yeah. we got to make sure he's good on his snacks. Yeah. So I feel like he's I always mean, like, hey, I'm going to the store. You you want anything? I'm like, dude, dude, like I'll be fine, man. The last time we were on here live, we were talking about Pop-Tarts for like 20 minutes, and, yeah. and we walk out, and he's got a, I mean, he's got a whole variety pack. We you still know? haven't run out of that box that he bought, which, yeah, how long ago was that? Three weeks ago that we talked about it? Something and like that, out? yeah. We still haven't run out of it, but I've been eating them consistently. We got man. the Lucky Charms marshmallows, which is solid. Uh, he, he drove all over the country to find uh, Scotty's Energy Drinks. Which are yeah. bangers, by the way. Those Alani's, those things are good, man. Those goes, so. yeah. yeah. I know you like them. Branson's uh, him. Kingsley wants to know if we have tried it in the air fryer yet. Is he talking about Uncrustables? Uh, or is he talking about Pop Tarts? Oh. But I was like, Uncrustables? Which, I by keep, the way. I keep forgetting we have an air fryer in here. We need to me do too. that. Breaking news on Uncru- for the Uncrustable gang out here. It literally says it on the package to thaw 30 to 60 minutes, which I didn't yeah. realize that. I was telling John to do it just like blindly because that's what I do. It literally tells you to do that. So it says do not microwave also. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kingsley says Uncrustables is what he's talking about. Okay. Oh yeah. Why not? <clears throat> we'll see. I've not air fried it, no, but <laughs> Okay, we got all right, Caleb Christian, best gummy candy. I think we're gonna be in agreement here. Well the 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 breakout candidate of the year is nerd clusters. Nerd clusters. The nerd man. cluster gummies, yeah. dude. It Caleb, if you have not tried them, go check those suckers out. Go get I mean you can get them everywhere dude. now, but uh, you know, the nerd ropes back in the day, I yeah. loved those. But it's like, you know, it's just one little quick rope. Uh, the fact that they found, like, a good version of oh, it, it's, it's it's the best. But uh, I, I like addicting. Sour Patch Kids are, like, the OG. Like, they're uh, they're just always reliable. Those the are watermelon ones. Uh, I get those when I'm at, like, going to the movie theater and mm-hmm. you go to Dollar Tree to sneak them in or whatever. You know what I get a craving for every once in a while? And you can get a big pack of them for, like, 75 cents is those peach rings. I like those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I never, never eat them. But they are good. Yeah. They are good, I like but them. I just, like, never get them. We had some in... Oh, and we had the the launch party, first of all, that uh, candy charcuterie board that Ooh, we had, yeah, that which was, was crazy. nuts. The candy board. <laughs> yeah, and they had a bunch of uh, peach rings. Well, they had a bunch of different things in there. But, yeah, that's when I got back on those peach rings. I was like, man, I miss these things, dude. They're pretty good. 
Um, anyway, yeah, love the uh, love Got the cannon talk. Here, Keep it coming. Keep it coming. <laughs> uh, we'll get back to some other stuff here. Tyreek Hill is like, it's just a lot of drama with that man. I mean, tremendous wide out. He's an all pro player. Might be the um, best. Might be the best player in the NFL. Like I don't. Yeah, he's no, one of he's, those dudes where like you could make the argument he's the best player in the NFL. He's incredible. He just can't stay out of like the wrong kind of headlines. I guess like he had the child abuse allegations a while back. Not good. That I don't. I don't think they ever resulted in a suspension. Not, we are anti child abuse. Yeah, on this don't program, do that. For sure. He played guilty to strangling his fiance mm-hmm. when he was kicked out of Oklahoma State and all that. Last year, he was like accused of slapping like a 60-year-old man or something somewhere. So I just a lot of stuff there. Uh, but he's back in the headlines again. And I know you haven't seen this yet, so I'm, I'm anxious to get your reaction. Um, <laughs> he's catching a civil suit, for, I think, for like $75,000 uh, for allegedly breaking the leg of a social media influencer, a woman by the name of Sophie Hall. And it's kind of a strange deal because I guess Tyreek Hill was having like a like a camp or something for kids. She registered her son into it and wanted to meet Tyreek Hill. They exchanged some messages and he was like, Hey, why don't don't you guys just come down and and stay at my place for a few days or whatever. Um, And so that happened. And essentially this is a, she's a, she's a hoss now. Like she, I think she's like six foot one, 250 pounds. Like she's, she's big. Okay. And so they were doing like offensive line drills and I guess they were doing it in like the backyard or something. And she pushes, Tyreek Hill back like she like won the drill and apparently like pissed him off and so they did another rep and he dropped her and uh and it broke her leg so, so at least it was accident right yeah well, he oh, got God. he got mad and got a little too aggressive but like Which you know had. apparently Tyreek Hill does that exactly and so yeah I mean I guess it embarrassed him and and he wound up hurting her and yeah so she she had to go to the doctor and wound up having a, a broken leg she had to have surgery like pins put in her leg and everything and and now she's uh now he's catching a case that's, for it. So that's tough, man. Uh, I feel like this this happened recently. With Don, Devon, it was a very different situation. But Devonta mm-hmm. Adams, another maybe the best receiver in the in the NFL, there was like a post game thing where there was a guy walking by and he kind of gave him a little shove and knocked over this camera guy who ended up like having an injury that he was like trying to have an issue with or whatever. Yeah, uh, I have to touch on this comment here from Caleb. He says Tyreek misses Patty and doesn't know what to do now. Gone way too Hollywood in my opinion. Appreciate you tuning in, Caleb, but I got to disagree hardcore with this one. One, <laughs> I don't know if having 2,000 receiving yards is necessarily not knowing what to do. And I would also argue that Tyree Kill had way crazier stuff going on before. So it's like, it is what it is. But uh, no, yeah, I'm glad. Honestly, Curtis, when you told me, so it was for, you know, peek behind the curtain, it was like 1150. It's 1215 now. It was about 1150 when Curtis was like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about Tyree Kill. And I was like, what? <laughs> what happened with Tyree Kill? This was honestly not nearly as bad as I was a little worried when you first said that i was like this could be bad i don't i don't know like i don't know if i like that but i'm glad that it was just an accidental leg break that he might get yeah. you know have to pay a few dollars for have you ever been in a situation where you've been embarrassed in in some act of never a physical feat by a woman uh yeah i feel like there was one time in church camp where i lost an obstacle race to to a girl okay um you know like there's a weird age when you're a kid where like girls are bigger than boys like when you're yeah. like when you're like in fourth fifth yeah. grade, girls are bigger. I don't know what it is. Sure. They're like like my niece right now. She towers over everyone in her class. Mm-hmm. So I was at that. I think it was like my first year at church camp, and there, it came down to like me and this girl were the most athletic kids there, and she beat me at the end. And like I just remember hating her. <laughs> <laughs> Still hate her to this day. I mean, I, I get a little salty. Like even this day, I'm 35 years old, but like it, almost any time, like me and my wife go, we'll play, play mini golf. She beats me at mini golf all the time. And I'm not a golfer at all, but still, I'm like, come on, man. 
you know? And so it, uh, it gets me a little bit. And, and yeah, Caleb, you're right. She's, she's 6'1", 250. Like, this is not a... Uh, this is not a small person. I don't know how big. What's Tyreek Hill like? He's not a big guy. Six he's foot like, 180 or something. He might be like, six foot. Yeah, I think he's he not could, that big of a dude. Yeah. I mean, he's probably like bigger. Yeah. He's stronger, but like he's, yeah, he's not a large guy. So. And the funny thing was like in the story, I guess when it happened, and he was probably messing around or whatever, but like his mom and people who were there started laughing at him. And like it just like flipped a switch on him. You get embarrassed and you start acting out. Tyreek Hill's not the guy you want to piss off, man. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and just, just. Just settle the case. Like, yeah, just pay, yeah. pay for the surgery, man, Maybe. and move on. You're fine. It must be nice to be a celebrity, though, like of his. And he just signed a fat deal. You know, when he got traded to the Dolphins, it was so they gave him like a fat contract. Yeah. It must be nice to just like, no matter what you do, you can just send them like $500,000 and you'll yeah. be good. Yeah. Branson says Tyreek is listed at 5'10, 191. That's about go. like, that's that's okay. kind of what I thought. So he's like, yeah, he's a thicker guy. Like, he's yeah. not, I mean, compared to normal human beings, he's big. But yeah, he's. I mean, that girl. If if she, right. if Caleb's reporting of her being six one two fifty is accurate, I heard yeah. that too. So <laughs> she was. She's a big girl. And you know, like maybe if you lose that one, you don't. I don't know. Like challenge her to a foot race instead of. Yeah. I don't know. Like there which, are other which ways I'm to sure win. He would you win. know what I mean? So yeah, uh, dude. Okay. There's an old saying that I'm sure you're. You might. Well, you might agree with as you're eating that uncrustable. Uh, that the easiest way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Hmm. Um, and I tend to agree to, with that. And shout out to Taylor Swift, man, for for not allowing her stardom to get in the way of that sentiment. And and shout out to Andy Reid for dropping a T Swift bombshell in a recent interview. So like, apparently, at at one point this season, Taylor Swift, who I guess loves to cook, uh, didn't know that, uh, but she baked the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line homemade pop tarts. Wow, and they loved them, and it like won her. Like she was, she was immediately in the good graces of the team. So this is like shortly after her and, and Travis Kelsey became a thing. She baked the old lineman pop tarts, dude, homemade. Some, hey, you know, dude. some old linemen they get the uh, they get the four wheeler for Christmas from the quarterback or whatever. Yeah. You know, they always do that where yeah. they buy. Here's your Rolex. Yeah, or whatever. you got you pop tart from hand delivered and handmade with love by Taylor by Swift. Taylor Swift. That's not bad, man. No, dude. I heard no. a wise man very recently say that Travis Kelsey is the luckiest man alive. I don't know if I necessarily agree, but I respect that man. Shout I mean, out to uh, look for everyone that thinks that it's fake. Who knows? It may be a fake relationship. They've done a good job. They have done a good. They've job. done a good yes. job. But uh, that's very interesting. She's like the mom that's like at the she's end the of the soccer mom, games man. where it's like, oh, go get your uh, your Capri Sun from her. Yeah, she's bringing the snacks, baking the cookies. Like you always I love, love the team mom, and then she is that for the Kansas City Chiefs. I appreciate that, man. I thought that was. I thought that was really nice, and it's no surprise at all that Andy Reid is the one who uh, who puts it out that there. Boy, boy, Caleb in the comments hate man talking about she paid someone to make those. Oh come on, man! <laughs> also, you, you don't think Taylor Swift can? How do you how do you make a pop tart? I mean, I guess you know. I guess you can make them like like, like those, those toaster strudel things that people have. Yeah, like yeah. I guess that's. But I mean, yeah. someone more talented than us uh, with the culinary arts can probably explain. Yeah. Well, maybe we need to. Uh, we'll have, we'll get Taylor Swift on the show, and we'll yeah, have we'll her, have her uh, give us the recipe. Sure. I think so. Tune in. Yeah, friend of the program, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Stay tuned. We, we have talked about <laughs> Taylor Swift a good bit. I feel like uh, I feel like of the of the straight white men that discuss topics like this, we're the only people who are kind of pro Taylor Swift. I feel like everybody it's like popular to knock her down and kind of be like, oh, we hate Taylor, yeah. you know, whatever. But you know, it is what it is. I guess it's a good segue. We're pro, we're pro uh, Taylor to go to the opposite of straight white men. Apparently, um, what a <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let, t, first of all, <laughs> to each their own, man. All right. So I want to start by saying I'm not here to judge, but this 
hip hop love triangle <laughs> nonsense with with Diddy and Usher and Meek Mill. This is wild behavior, and I I have no idea what's true and what's not. But I, I guess a lawsuit was filed uh, earlier in the week in Manhattan by one of Diddy's. I think it was like an ex producer, and there's a bunch of information in there with a with a redacted rapper um, about some various sexual encounters. <laughs> a redacted like, rapper from Philly yeah, or something like that. They were like the they way like, it's <laughs> written. Like folks were easily able to start connecting dots. It's like oh this yeah this person. Uh, performed at the Super Bowl halftime show yeah. and you know like, <laughs> they made it very very clear who it was to let you know who's involved and like and then Twitter's been doing its thing since which has been hilarious like pulling up a bunch of receipts uh to try and verify the story like you know matching outfits with with Diddy and Meek Mill together and uh him calling Meek Mill daddy at the pool which is really weird there's that awkward Kevin Hart thing that you sent me an interview that had oh my him goodness, and Usher from back involved. in the day, dude. When uh, was it? Diddy misspoke and was like, "Yeah, me and Usher, you know, we used to wake up together." I mean, oh, he was pause. like, "Oh, pause." And he and he also said no homo in the video too, yes. which like back in the day, you know, people were saying no homo, like no. He's but like, it's "Oh, like, bro, we used to wrestle over the frosted flakes." Yeah, and then Kevin Hart. <laughs> credit to Kevin Hart, who like you know people. I, I've kind of soured on Kevin Hart over the years, but this is apparently back on you. It was funny. He was just like. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah. Like what? He was just like, did anyone else catch that? And like Usher is clearly uncomfortable. He's just like, haha. Like they're like dapped up like this, and he's kind of like just looking around. He's like, why is this dude talking so much? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Have you seen Meek Mill on Twitter? Like, he's so just, Meek Mill is a is a is has nothing going on in his brain. Uh, you know, we could talk about the allegations <laughs> of his uh, of his homosexuality, but uh, he just he posts weird stuff all the time. You remember that time he posted a, a picture on his Instagram and he had like he was eating fries by the pool and like some of the fries were like in the water and like they were like on his lap. I'm just like, who does stuff like that? And yeah, he also, <laughs> you know, people pop wheelies wheelies in uh, Philadelphia mm -hmm. on their bikes and stuff. It's kind of a thing they did that in the Creed movie. It was really cool. There's a video of Meek Mill just. Busting it, trying to do that. Great. Uh, which I thought was funny. But <laughs> yeah, Meek Mill, uh, just a fascinating human being, man. And you remember when him and Drake had their beef? Oh, yeah. Back to back by Drake is like a Meek right. Mill. You know, they, they, had, a, they had a tough that thing there. That was during there. the Nikki stuff, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah. Credit to Branson for pointing out that. Yeah, that's what it oh, said yeah. in the thing. Yeah. It was like a Philadelphia rapper who dated Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> hmm. All right, that narrows it down. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was, uh, yeah, Meek Mill, man. Hey, it is what it is. You know, if he's gay, he's gay. Hey, do you? Yeah. There's, Meek Mill's got so much crazy stuff going on. Like, him being gay is, like, not even on the top 15 weirdest no. things going on with that dude. Uh, but, hey. But it's, it's, it is kind of crazy. Rapper, like, though. Yeah. It is kind of <laughs> crazy, though. Like, when, when some of this stuff starts to, to get surfaced, then you start to wonder about, like, way crazier things. Like, you know, like, like the Illuminati talk and, you know what I mean? Right. Um, all the... Uh, who was it that was at the Super Bowl with uh, with Taylor Swift that was doing like the, uh, well she had like Satan worshiper sign or like whatever it was I don't know that, it was like, that, there was a bunch of people in that box yeah, yeah yeah and so it's just like you it makes you start to wonder like man what's really going on back there well so in the court document it basically listed out that like Diddy aka Sean Combs yeah P Diddy uh, I Spice thank you Branson's I Spice on it, yes Brandon yeah. Branson is very on we just it. need to get him in here uh, <laughs> yeah shout out to our producer it's Branson Van Landingham we yeah. pay him good money for that role so it's it's good. Uh, but yeah, there, there was like a thing where it was basically like Diddy would show videos of all this other stuff, of all these other rappers doing gay stuff and was just like trying to explain to whoever it was like, hey, this is normal. Here's Usher doing this. Here's Meek Mill. Here's whoever. Very weird situation, man. But Diddy, 
On a serious note, though, Diddy has crazy allegations. Like, yeah. we, we've been making light of the Meek Mill aspect of it, of maybe he's gay, maybe him and Usher are gay, whatever. But Diddy has seemed like he's assaulted, like, several people. And that's part of and, that's I mean, what the, the suit is about, right? Right, like, and so now we've just gotten to the point where we realize, like, not only was he assaulting women, he was assaulting men, and so there's gosh, just... Gosh, man. There's a lot of things going on with Diddy, um, which is not cool, but, like, no, it is just kind of funny that Meek Mill and Usher have gotten dragged into this by being the rapper from Philly who dated Nicki Minaj and the guy <laughs> who performed at the Super Bowl. It's like, geez. Imagine that kind of, like, getting getting leaked in that manner. It's like, come on, man. Oh, and Meek Mill's been tweeting at everyone. Anyone who... If everyone. You, if you're listening to this right now and you tweet at Meek Mill, he'll there's a 50-50 chance he responds and he'll... He's, yes. Angrily responding. Which Maybe he'll is, respond to this and yell at us. There's yeah. always that's always a good move whenever someone with a big platform starts tweeting back at everyone that tweets at them. Yes, that's when you know they're doing great in life. Right. Which, by the way, uh, Christian says y'all listen to any Arkansas rappers? Yeah, one Keon Minifield. I was a Keon Minifield is one that I listened to, and I was gonna say Bryce Thug Nasty Mitchell. He he's released some some rap music. Is that for real? Oh, it. Wait, so I can't wait for this program oh to be done gosh, so I can play you. Bryce man. Mitchell has uh has has <laughs> rapped before. It's uh yeah it's, it's interesting. I did not know well, that yeah, was a Caleb, thing. Caleb, who are the Arkansas rappers we should be tapping into yeah, besides no, Keon and Bryce Mitchell? Because we will. That, yeah. This is what this show is built. I'm for, from Louisiana, so. man, and so like all of like my favorite rappers growing up: Kevin Gates, Boosie, Hurricane Chris, A Bay Bay. You know, like there were so many uh, young boys now from the you know like, there's Speaking a ton of, of them sus, coming up. Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates very sus. <laughs> Very sus. Oh uh, man! Which I, you know, even when I was 13 years old listening to his music, I could kind of tell like this guy's, yeah. this guy's okay. interesting. Here. He is from Michigan, but he is an Arkansas <clears throat> man. All right. Yeah, he's, he's a Flint boy. He's he's releasing uh, his mixtapes from Arkansas. So we yeah. we have he now released the, him. yeah Kingsley. He released the music in the state yeah. of Arkansas. He's an Ark, and he goes to the University of Arkansas. Yeah, he's he's let one us of claim us. Him. Okay, let us claim him. Yeah, let us claim him. Give us that. Hey, but my high school choir teacher went to high school with uh, with Boosie. Really, McKinley High School. Interesting. Which is not a good place to go to high school. Not a good place. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? It's it's uh Tough. in the armpit of Baton Rouge. <laughs> it's not a, not a great place to go to high school. There, it's like one of those like you better bring a gun. So <clears throat> we've been we've been talking about NFL violence. Uh, I I know I know you saw the Cam Newton ball because we both watched it. Uh, it was like the seven on seven football thing. He wound up handling two dudes without even losing his hat, which was uh, which was pretty impressive. Funny because it was the most obnoxious, <laughs> like the most Cam. He's wearing a, a classic Cam Newton fit. Very much a uh, Big Alice in Wonderland kind of hat there. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was rolling with it. Um, and so I was just impressed with his ability to just like manhandle these two dudes. Uh, the two attackers, I guess, did were, he even throw a punch? I don't think so. I think he was just like he throwing was, them all over the. He actually like credit to Cam, like you know, stand up guy. Right. It seemed like he was trying not to hurt them. Yeah. But he was making sure they couldn't hurt him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It yeah. was, man, I'll tell you what. There's so many people where we see athletes and we were like, oh, that guy. You know, we talk all this crap and we've discussed whether or not Buzz can beat up Musk, whether, you know, whatever. If you think you can really beat up a professional athlete, particularly one that's 6'6", 250, and not old enough, not, I mean, he's not, he's obviously not prime Cam Newton. Yeah. What is he? Thirty four? Like he's not like Probably. he's not like fifty where he's, he's not washed. Walk. Yeah, <clears throat> that dude is still very much <laughs> capable of beating all of us up. So it's yeah. like that's just the wrong one to test. He man. might be. He might wind up being Jake Paul's next fight. I, I would love to. I mean, actually, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I, I don't. Know. Yeah, because I don't. I have no idea if he can box or not. I'm sure <laughs> Jake Paul would start doing steroids and beat him. Uh, Jake Paul fights this weekend. We can talk he about does. that. He does. Uh, he does. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a, one of those reminders. You can't beat up a professional athlete. Now, no. I will say, 
Have you ever seen the video of Dak getting jumped? Uh, no, you know what? I've not seen that video, but I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. Where was, was he? At? He was Gulf in. Shores he was or? somewhere nah. in Florida. Yeah. And he went. I don't know if Death it was like Panama or, or something like that. But yeah. he was. He was like on spring break uh, while he was at Mississippi State, and these people just beat his ass, man. <laughs> and there was like four or five of them or whatever. But Cam Newton not here for that. It looked like his uh, his opposition was a little bit weaker. Yeah, you're gonna need at least one more one more body. Uh, oh, to, David to Stewart says through. Cam Newton versus Tebow pay per view, dude. Oh man, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yes, I mean that would that. be so good. And like honestly, it's a fascinating conversation. Both those guys are massive. Like Tebow's a little bit shorter; he wouldn't have the reach. But Tebow was like six two, six three, two fifty. Like he was, yeah, he's he jacked and big so, fella. That would be that would honestly be great stuff. Former teammates, Cam Newton and Tim Tebow, at Florida. Yeah, <laughs> what a uh, what a dream team operation they had going on there. Um, okay, yeah, so we do have some of these rappers. So listen, <laughs> this this is how we're gonna. Maybe we'll do a review. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Bankroll Freddy. BIC. I, let's see. I've heard I, Bankroll Freddy. I'm familiar with. Um, I think that's the only name I've heard. Out yeah, of no, those. the other ones. We're going to have to go check them out. Yeah. We're going to go check them out. Ed Dolo. Appreciate that. Ed Dolo. Okay. Do we, we, uh, we definitely will. Who's the dude that kept coming? Duke Deuce. I know he's not an Arkansas guy, but he's, <laughs> he I mean, might he's, as well be. He lives point, in Bud Walton Arena, you know, so maybe, yeah, uh, maybe we could adopt him too. I don't know. And Curtis and I are among the like 78 people who saw him live at Bud Walton Arena last year. That was year. so awkward, man. <laughs> So it, was so so, it was so awkward because Kamani Johnson was standing six feet away from him while he was performing and just like, hey. <laughs> yeah. like just, just kind of watching him, hyping him up. Yeah. So last year, just so everybody understands what we're talking yeah. about, Arkansas had like uh, it wasn't a midnight madness, but it was something along those lines. It was for students only. They did a three point contest, a dunk contest, and then Duke Deuce had a concert in Bud. And uh, but they also invited media, and, and me and me and Andrew, we're the I only believe, were the only media yeah. members there. And uh, and then a Austin, bunch of the students. FQ Arkansas guy. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> the FQ guy was there. Yeah. So the, uh, the that three, was interesting. The, the, the three pillars of this Arkansas sports media. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> That's right. For anyone that doesn't know who Duke Deuce is, you might know the song. It goes, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then the music video, he's like, he's he's like laying on the ground, he's like dead, and then they're like waking him up, and he's like. It's such yeah, a good, man. <laughs> go look up Duke Deuce Crunk Ain't Dead music video. It's like a minute and a half. It's a classic. Yeah, uh, but he, that song Arkansas was like the year before, I guess, when Arkansas beat Auburn. Yeah, Crunk Ain't Dead is the name. When they beat Auburn, beat Kentucky, like that song kind of became like Arkansas basketball's like song. Like you know, they played at Bud Wall and the student section would love it. And Duke Deuce liked it so much when he saw that that, that Arkansas stormed the court against Auburn. That's kind of what started the whole thing, I believe. Oh, yeah. Where Duke Deuce kind of became, was like, oh, I love how, you know, I got to get down there for a game. So then he came to the Kentucky game. That's mm-hmm. right. And then just kind of became friends with some players. And I don't know, Kamani Johnson and him must have really hit it off. He came hey, back man. and performed at BWA Live in front of not many people. I miss when uh, when Bud Walton Arena was cool like that. Yeah. Maybe you know what's crazy we'll is Bud Walton Arena has been stormed this season. It has. And it was a positive yeah. result for Arkansas. And Kyle Filipowski uh, did not get injured in the uh, in the melee at Bud Walton Arena. <laughs> Kyle so, Filipowski. Which is just a perfect segue to uh to to our to our whip around here where we just listen, we we do the six pack and we we like to think that we have six topics, but there's so much to talk about that we just kind of end with yeah. the with a rapid fire. So I think we could start Which now with we Filipowski, have to name it to something different. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're just going to change it up every <laughs> we day. We had Monday medley, Wednesday whip around and Friday flurry. Flurry. Yeah. <laughs> we're so, just going to we might yeah. cha- we might cha- change it to a different title every week. Every week. Yeah, every every single Tuesday week. Tuesday tip around. Shout I like that. Shout out to Kyle Filipowski, though, for surviving what was yeah, just a, a brutal, brutal ankle court sprain, storm eh? injury um, at Wake Forest. And, and their, their tens of fans 
who hit the floor for that one. And he, but no, I mean, in, in all, in if, all he, if he got like, hurt, it was because he was trying to trip those suckers with his foot. It looked it looked a little uh, little suspect his movements there, but yeah, he uh, he did return for the next game despite John Shire's concern. And uh, he had nine points, ten rebounds, and six assists, and a win over Louisville last night. So good, good for you, Kyle Filipowski. I'm glad that you are uh, that you're okay. As I said on the John Neighbor show the other day, if you're going to fake an injury, sprained ankle is not the one to do. You got to fake something way worse than that. Because sprained ankle, like I sprain my ankle all the time, not all the time, but like any athlete who plays sports, like you sprain your ankle throughout your season. It's just a thing yeah. that happens. Heck, Brian Ortega in the UFC sprained his ankle. Did you see that, Curtis? Yes, I did. Mid or pre-fight. Mm-hmm. While Bruce Buffer saying his name, he rolls his ankle. And the video, what I saw was like, it, he really sprained it didn't that feel sucker. feel good. No. It and didn't it matter. Took, and I mean, he... He obviously lost the first round and then recovered <laughs> after that. Yeah. It probably was worried about his foot, but uh, once it wore off, he still ended up winning the fight, submitted to do the third round. So it's like, if you're going to fake an injury, you got to come with something like, hey, I might have fractured my tibia or something like that. Right. Also, it was a ankle sprains are not really a contact injury. True. So it's really hard for me to buy and that. He could have only, he could have only like stepped his. on someone's foot as he was trying to leave. Maybe, yeah, but, maybe yeah. but again, that that's more just like happenstance and being an idiot yeah. and like yeah. not being able to walk than it is the court storming caused. And shout out to Jay Billis for like, I mean, just look, I, I don't even dislike Jay Billis as much as a lot of people do, but mm-hmm. man, he really played that one up and was trying to get everybody. He went, he wanted 10,000 kids detained yeah, after that, yeah, and I'm just what like, do you that's mean, dude. Like, and it's like, why do you even like? Because I don't. He doesn't believe that. There's no way no. in his heart he believes that's a thing that should happen. But hey, when people get mad, they'll just say whatever. Right. I don't. I don't like it. But yeah, I'm glad yeah. to see Kyle Filipowski is recovered. Yeah, good, good for him. Uh, sometimes on here we'll do like uh, like shout outs to to the pro hogs, and we kind of have like a a different kind of pro hog. I think to shout out. I don't know if you saw this or not. Are you familiar with uh, the name Jeff Peterson? Um, maybe I'm not exactly former Razorback guard basketball. Um, yep, he was he was at Arkansas from 2009 to 2011. He transferred in from Iowa, set a season because you used to have to do that back in the day. And yeah. He played one year, um, averaged 6.3 points per game in his one season. Uh, the reason I call him a different kind of pro hog is because today, and he's 35 years old, so he's doing well in life. Uh, he was named the head of basketball operations for the Charlotte Hornets. Wow. Yeah, and so I guess he was assistant GM with the with the Brooklyn Nets Dude, for a few honestly, years. That's how Dow Loggins used to be for me. I didn't know who Dow Loggins was until I remember my dad there being you like, go, hey, man. "This kid from this guy from Arkansas, yeah. OC." I'm like, "Oh, skyrocketing, like just just <clears throat> on the upward trajectory." He's going to be an NBA GM. That's pretty that's awesome, a, man. Yeah, that's dude. a hard thing to do. Like that's a hard mm-hmm. ladder to climb, man. So I mean, he was uh, he was front page ESPN today. That's uh, yeah, for that's, moving on up there. So that's that's, that's pretty deal, cool, man. man. Good for him. How old um, is he at this point? Do we know? He's 35. Wow. Yeah. Dude, so like head of head of ops. That is very impressive. For stuff. an wow. NBA franchise, yeah. And uh an average six point three points per game for the Hawks maybe in 2010, he'll, uh, 2011. Maybe he'll hire Muss. Maybe so. Who knows? Maybe so. You never know. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh Curtis, I've got a few quick ones I just want to throw at you. I love it. Okay. By the way, I see some people comment now, like this is your time if you want us to talk about anything. Uh like I see David asks Fortnite or Rocket League. You asked the wrong people because we don't play a ton of video games, Curtis and I. John Neighbors I, does play video games, though, so he's the one to ask about that. I just don't play those type of video games. I play, like, nerdy ones like Star Wars and <laughs> Spider-Man. And I'm I'm a, I've been playing UFC 5 I'm a, a 2K bit. Madden kind of yeah, guy. See, I, you when know, I was growing like, up, I only played sports games, for real. Yeah, but I, I definitely, if, uh, if Fortnite would have been, like, in my high school and college days, I'd have been all over it, for sure. I would have been all over it. And 
Um, we we asked Layden Blocker about like what do they do, you know, like on road trips and stuff, and um, a lot of Fortnite, a lot of 2K, and uh, Blocker self proclaimed himself as the best Fortnite player on the team. He also self proclaimed himself as uh, the winner of a team dunk contest if it happened. And then he went out there and uh, oh. did what he did at the end of that Missouri game the other day. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I don't bit. know if, if that was cap or not, but uh, that is, uh, at least from the team perspective, it seems like they might prefer. Do Fortnite. we have a double Kingsley happening here again? I hope so. I think, I think we, do. we do. I think we have the all, the, the Kingsley's alter ego is here in the chat saying I Rocket when, League. I love when this happens, man. Yeah, I love I absolutely this too. Love it. <laughs> um, but a few things I wanted to touch on. Chris, okay. Lonzo Ball. You remember Lonzo Ball? Uh, yeah, way back when, when he had an E. I think he's going to end up having to sue uh, the Chicago Bulls because they really? they botched it. So he had a he had an ankle injury a while ago. Now he's always had injuries kind of throughout his career, so I'm sure that's a little bit of a factor here. But he had like what was supposed to be a situation where he wasn't going to be out that long. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember he got it was two seasons ago, and they were like, oh, maybe we can get him back in a couple months. He has this surgery that they botched, so they had to redo the surgery, and they were like, all right, he's out for the year now. We'll just shut it down. He has not played in the NBA in over two years. Nuts, man. And he's like, he was like 24, 25 when this happened. And it looked like he was starting to get like his feet wet and like was playing really well for the Bulls. Had kind of bounced around, but it looked like he had found a home and was like playing good ball. And I always loved his game. He is still not able to sprint, Curtis. We're talking about two years later. So look, whether it's the Bulls, whether it's just Lonzo's legs giving out on him, whatever, like. It really sucks because I think I mean I think there's a chance he just never plays basketball again. This has big Brandon Roy vibes. A little bit, you know. Uh, and yeah. I think back also to when he was wearing those stupid shoes, those BBB shoes. Yeah. And he was getting hurt his rookie year. Like I wonder if that had any had any impact, but also it just is it seems like just one of those unfortunate circumstances. Gosh, but man. it's like I'm surprised more people aren't talking about this because you remember there was a stretch where everyone was talking about Lonzo Ball. Mostly because of his dad and stuff like that. But he was also a very polarizing just player and prospect. But man, I always feel I feel bad for him because that stinks. Man. I thought yeah. he got a bad rap always because his dad was clearly like an obnoxious guy. But he was never that way. He was right. never like the beat my beat my chest like whatever. He was always pretty like chill, honestly. And I always liked his personality. But it seems like his career has just been completely derailed, and it sucks because mm-hmm. like I liked him as a player. I thought he was kind of turning the corner, and now all of a sudden it's like I don't know what's going to happen with him. Uh, R.I.P. Richard Lewis, Curb Your Enthusiasm legend, yeah. great comedian, yeah. funny guy. Um, I actually, let me see if I can find it real quick. I wanted to read you what Larry David said about him. I should have had it pulled up, but I did not. What did he say about him? Oh, he said, Richard and I were born three days apart in the same hospital, and for most of my life, he's been like a brother to me. He had that rare combination of being the funniest person and also the sweetest, but today he made me sob, and for that I'll never forgive him, which I thought was very, like, very good. I mean, Larry yeah. David and Richard Lewis, if you watch Curb, you, you know their friendship a little bit. It's a real-life friendship. Those guys are just boys and uh, great comedians, great people, and I always love love seeing them on the show. Like, sucks, man. I guess he was 72. Yeah. Yep. We, uh, we missed it whenever... Who was it that died that we missed? But, like, as soon as we finished recording the show, someone uh, died. Toby Keith. <clears throat> Toby Keith died, but there was another one. Crap, who was it? I don't remember. Oh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers oh, died. Gosh, yeah. Like literally, right. I mean, he didn't die minutes, but like we we found out about it minutes after we recorded a six pack. So it sucks. Uh hey, Caleb Christian just says Dusty Hannes has been playing well on the team on the USA team. He'll tell you all about it. 
Well, if you want to hear about that, yeah, tune into the John Neighbors show at 5 p.m. today because he will be joining the show. Very so, cool, man. Uh, really cool. And yes, he is one of the more underrated hogs ever. Agreed. Um, quick, just want to touch on these. Ilya Teporia continues his press tour after winning the belt against Volkanovsky. He's he's now a citizen of Spain. Yep. And I saw him just shaking hands with a few other people. Like he just continues to, you know, be the most famous person he ever. He said he's going to retire at 31, 32. Thought that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's sorry, Kingsley. It starts at four, but Dusty will be on at five. So, I was, if you want to hear from Dusty, John Neighbor Show, he'll be on there at five. But yes, the show will start at four as normal. Um, Jake Paul fights on Saturday against a bum, an Uber driver, an Uber, a literally like one of the better <laughs> reviewed Uber drivers you've ever seen. Yeah, he's been tweeting stuff like everybody's doubting me, all this. He's like a 35 to one favorite in this fight. I would imagine he's going to knock this kid out. Yeah, but who knows? Pretty quickly, we'll see how it goes. Shohei Otani, the best athlete ever. Got yeah, married man. and released a very funny because he posted on Instagram and he didn't post a picture of his wedding, didn't post a picture of his wife. I think he even posted a picture of him like at Dodger Spring training and was just like, hey, just a heads up, guys. I got married this offseason. Someone from Japan. Congrats. It's great. I'm happy about it. It's awesome. I love that move. I'm yeah. just being like, I got married. Y'all don't need to see. Y'all don't need to see who it is. Y'all don't right. need to hear about it. I ain't going to show y'all, but I'm married. Is this meant I tell though? Hmm. How yeah, funny gonna, would that be? The best athlete ever. He couldn't. He couldn't she's, find a woman because he's so famous, and now yeah, he's getting duped. Who knows? Have to get into the into the public eye. We're gonna, we're gonna see what's up here. Did you see that the NFL sent out like grades for the facilities for Dude, everybody? I literally have it pulled up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, read, read me those, some funny ones because I, I saw uh, Justin <laughs> Herbert apparently, or the not Justin Herbert, but the the Chargers have the worst food in the NFL. Yeah, that was reported, and so yep. people always joke with Justin Herbert where they're like, "Oh, if he had a good old line, he'd be great. If he had better coaches, better receivers, like there's yeah. always that." And so now people are like. If he had better food, man, who knows? He might be might be his star. The uh, the Atlanta Falcons have the worst locker room. Which grade. is crazy because they have the brand new stadium. Yep. Uh, more toilets needed and, and more ventilation in the bathroom. And they're they're complaining because it's like 300-pound dudes are in there on Every a regular basis. Every bathroom should have more ventilation. Uh, so that's kind of tough. Um, yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals, they had a D-plus for their locker room. Uh, half the showers in the locker room don't function properly. Not enough warm water. Uh, so that's that's kind of wild plumbing issues in there. Uh, so yeah, um, let's see the commanders. Oh, the commanders were actually worse. They have an F minus <laughs> grade. It's not good uh, for their locker room sewage leaks all season. Apparently, that's not that's not what you want. Um, very interesting. The back to back Super Bowl champs, the the Chiefs, they got an F and they, like they were near the bottom of the league in several categories on here, which is uh, which is a little bit interesting. So. Maybe they need to uh maybe they need to figure it out a little bit. So yeah, man, there's uh there's some tough scenes in there. I saw the Miami Dolphins, they got good grades though. Yeah, they did. They were like A's yeah. across the board. I saw some people being like Tua, such a system quarterback. Right. So the system. It's, if it, were, if it yeah. weren't for those facilities and all that, it, it's weird know. to see some of the, the like the grading scale things, like treatment of families was one of the criteria. And like the New York Jets, uh, I see the Cleveland Browns here. They got D minus grades. Just rude to the family. So yeah, and then like you can see some of the quotes. Like for the Browns, I guess someone you know it's like anonymous submissions yeah. or whatever. It was like early in the season, uh, the team was not allowing players who had been carted off the field with a significant significant injury to contact their wives or loved ones from the locker room to let them know how they're doing. What? How are you going to prevent someone that from is, doing that? That is very <laughs> wild. Um, and also, man, I got to be honest. I'm kind of glad they're doing. It. I think this is good. I think there needs to be more accountability with stuff like this. We were talking about this the other day a little bit. Like, 
people would make their visiting locker rooms bad for a while, like purposely mm-hmm. have issues. And I'm like, that's just not cool. You know, like I think in 2024, like got to have working elevators, got to have working toilets, got to have normal functioning. Uh, and yeah, stuff like that. I'm glad that people are stepping out and saying stuff like, hey, they wouldn't right. let me call my wife when I broke my broke my leg. Like, apparently, <laughs> apparently some of the uh, <laughs> the places or some of the franchises make you pay for the daycare. I guess that's just a thing. Like you have daycare for like on game days or whatever, or watch the kids, yeah, families I mean, come down, sense. whatever. Uh, and yeah, like the Chargers players had to pay seventy five bucks for one child and fifty bucks for each additional kid uh, to <laughs> use the Rivers, daycare facilities. I, I bet that's why Philip Rivers wanted out of there because uh, I mean he has twelve yeah, kids. I mean, that's, that's the most expensive was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ninety bucks per kid. <laughs> so that's wild, dude. Because like what? <laughs> I mean, it's like one of those things where there's a lot of fees in life where it's like. Yeah. We have no choice but to pay him. Like, I remember in college when you had to buy textbooks, it's like, I could just not buy it, but, like, what's... There's not really... Like, you kind of have to do it. Right. You, they could make the price whatever they want, because, like, what's Tom Brady going to do? Just not drop his kid off or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or just, I guess, there are alternatives to it. But it's like, that's yeah. crazy that they're charging him for that. The Yeah, the, the, the here's the cafeteria grades. Yeah, so the Saints got the F. Uh, the Bengals Ooh. got an F. How do you have bad food in, you know... In NOLA? The, the French <laughs> Square, man? Yeah, come, come on, on, man. I'd, I'd, I'd buy it for, uh, you know, Cincinnati or something. You don't think that, is Cincinnati, you think they got that Skyline chili Just a there? a chili in there before the game, and then you That's have bad bathrooms? That's not what I would want to eat if I were playing in the <laughs> NFL, which is something that I chose not to do. Oh, man. Jeez. Oh, this is interesting. They have, like, uh, they have team travel grades also. And so, like, the, Col- the Colts had a D because the flights are too cramped. Uh, the Chargers, a D minus. Um, same thing, like personal space. They don't send the equipment truck ahead of time. Uh, but interesting here is it says once on the ground, there are teams that require younger players to have roommates on the road. Uh, but the Buccaneers, who got a grade of an F, offered a solution to those who would rather not worry about it uh, to be kept all night with a snoring teammate. And they would allow those younger players to get their own room if they paid 1750 bucks of their own money. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's nuts, dude. Yeah, I don't. Like, I just I don't imagine know, man. a, you know, I mean we we room we room together like when we travel, you know, it's one room, two beds, whatever. But like, we imagine if I was just a major though. snorer, just loud and obnoxious, and then you know you or John were like, I oh, look, I this is crazy. I get my own room. Then Branson's like, Yeah, cool, two thousand bucks, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> hey, crazy, man. Uh, Andrew Hutchinson, he's he's a snorer. Hutch is a snorer, dude. <laughs> Hutch is getting yes. sleep studies done on him. Did you know this? Have we talked about this? Um, I think he said something about. I don't want to air out Hutch's dirty laundry on on the program <laughs> like I'm doing here, but yeah, <laughs> Hutch snores so much that they're having sleep studies done on his ass. He lets it eat, man. He, lets <laughs> he does, it eat. man. I I I uh <laughs> I think my my snoring fluctuates. If I sleep oh. on my stomach, I'm usually pretty good about not snoring. But if I sleep on my back and I like lean my head. I end up like just it's bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I need to get one of those like strips or just something that keeps my mouth closed because I'm I'm bad about that. I'm not a full on mouth breather, but I read a I read a thing one time about how breathing through your mouth is like truly one of the worst things you could do. And so ever since then, I'm like kind of insecure about it. I'm like like trying to train myself to do it through the yeah. nose. Uh, but yeah, sleeping is a, is a time where like I really need to keep my mouth closed if I can because mm. I feel you. I feel you. Um, what else? You got anything else? I don't think so. I wanted to touch on a few of these comments, though. We had some that we, you know, I mean, some that we can talk about, and obviously anyone get get those through. Branson had a good one. How about DJ Derek the other night at Bud Walton mixing Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill in Arkansas by Chris Stapleton? Look, I, I like DJ Derek. We're, we're, we're not, I'm not trying to shame the guy here. 
the mixing the the mashups we can we can afford to see those leave like those are that's two very good songs yes dreams and nightmares is one of the best songs you could play at a sports venue arkansas by chris stapleton that plays every time you do it mixing them up together i just don't think that really it's the way to go about it man like that was uh that was interesting i mean that's like (laughs) being like hey man i really like pizza and i really love uh mayonnaise so let me just throw pizza on my mayonnaise it's like no <laughs> like let's not do that like it just you you got to take let two good things just exist by themselves yeah yeah uh i just you know don't i don't think it needs to be that crazy agreed um let's see where were we at yeah we're going cam newton versus tim tebow uh christian 0508 says newton by tko uh i, I probably agree I think with I'd that probably, yeah i'm with you i'm with I you i really i would love to see like how they would go about their fighting, like how each fighter. I mean, obviously, you and I watch a lot of mixed martial arts UFC. It's always cool to see, like, hey, is the guy going to try and grapple? Is he going to try and throw kicks, throw whatever? Like, right. you think Cam Newton, like, what do you think his fighting skill set is? You think he's like an elbows and knees guy, or is he just straight up boxing? I think he's. Uh, I think he's probably got some ground and pound to him. Okay, that's what I think. He's a big dude. He gets you down. I bet, bet Tito can wrestle a little bit, though. I bet he could. I mean, yeah. especially because he's. I mean, not short. He's like six two. But like against Cam Newton, I bet he has that low center of gravity. I could see that. I wonder if they they ever uh, they ever tussled in the in the Florida locker room. I don't know. Did you uh, see the tussle in the Kentucky locker room? Did you see that video? I don't think I did. Kentucky football. No. And oh they were yeah, players you gotta go find this dude. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two look like two linemen probably, just uh just throwing haymakers at each other in the locker room. Some idiot was filming it. And then huh. uh, anyone out there. So, yeah, you have to check that one out. Interesting stuff. <laughs> Caleb Christian says every offensive touchdown <laughs> this season for football has to do a motorcycle rev up the engine celebration. I think it's only right. I, I mean, mean, you got to lean in into honor it. of Petrino, by the way. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Lean I also, into when it. Petrino came with Missouri, with Missouri State in 2022 mm-hmm. when he was the head coach. I thought they should have done something like, you know, I think they, they had neck braces get taken away from them in the student section. Yeah. But I think they should have done like everyone dressed up like a biker gang, you know? Yeah. Why like not? with the you know bandanas and the sleeveless shirts or whatever. I thought that would be pretty cool. I think I would, I would much rather have that happen than the uh, stone cold third down music over and over and over and over and over and over and And look, I love stone cold music. Yeah. But it's they, well, ruin it for me. When you do it on third and two and the team is nine of 11 on third down for the game, <laughs> yeah, it just it doesn't hit the same. You, and honestly, <laughs> just just switch it up a little bit here yeah, and there. Yeah, come on, man. It is what it is. Uh, one time my buddy pitched uh, in like a summer league. He played it. He played baseball. He was, dude, I think it was the Texas League, but I went and watched him pitch. And the the place they were playing at kept doing, you know that Drake song that says, turn a 2 into a 3 dog. Yeah. They played it every O2 count. Oh, you did gosh. not I did not realize how many O2 counts there were in baseball until that freaking game. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. God, this sucks, man. That's tough. Uh, that I want to touch tough. on this Kingsley. Oh, I think this is actually our Kingsley. I think he just switched his profile picture. Yeah, he he clarified there. Oh, did Good he? Okay. I, was, yeah. I, was, I was like looking at it. I was like, I think that's I think that's Kingsley. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he, I want to know what Borderlands and Overcooked are. I don't know what they do. You know what those games are? Nope. I don't know. I don't know. Borderlands we gotta get our gamer game up. I don't know, but I couldn't tell if he, if that was those were like game games or if those were like board games or like whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, he said he just updated the photo. I see that now. Uh, Gafford versus Qualls dunk off. Qualls. Who wins? I think I was gonna say Gafford. Now he's sneaky though because he's so tall. He's got that mean windmill. But I feel like Qualls is the perfect size for dunk contests because mm-hmm. like you don't want to be seven foot, you right. know? Because then it's like harder. No what to do. you do, it's like. It just doesn't come across as impressive, right. even if it's more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I also spoke with Michael Qualls a few weeks ago when he was in fa- in Fayetteville. He still looks like he's in great shape. I mean, he's still playing he's overseas. Good, yeah. I want to say he's in Shanghai. 
Oh, that sounds right. I think he's he's somewhere yeah. around there. He's Nihau. Um, but yeah, good for him. Uh, let's see. Dusty Hannah's most underrated hog ever. These are a lot of hog questions, but we're going to let it slide we because like we're it. good guys. Most underrated hog ever, just period, in life. Uh, Jabril Durham. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> we'll go with it. Jalen Tate. Jalen Tate is very, very Most underappreciated hog ever, J.D. Note. He is underappreciated, I think, because I think people realize man. he was good, but I don't, I don't think they realize, like, that team needed him he to be a boys. gunslinger, yeah. man, and he was. Yep. Loved that. Uh, David wants to know if, if Hagen Smith goes number one overall. I think he absolutely could. Who will he? I don't know. I think that's uh, it's a lot to put on him. But I mean, I think a lot Tyler Spoon said that the other day, where he's like, "I really think he could go number one overall." I think he could definitely. I think he's gonna be. I think he. I think he's got a chance to be the first pitcher taken, first college pitcher taken. I don't know the high school class. I'm not gonna lie. So who knows? There's probably some <laughs> yeah. high school kid that's like a generational Mike Trout or whatever. But uh, who knows? <clears throat> is Moses Kingsley still playing ball? I don't think he is. I could be wrong. I don't know. I, yeah, I think I, I, I mean if he is, it's it's overseas for sure. But I saw him in uh, Bud Walton not too long ago, right? Yeah, yep, he was in there in his garb. Man, he looked good. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah. Kingsley says if you can't get a good burrito in SoCal, that's a real problem. Uh, I guess that's in response to the Chargers being bad at uh, uh, having the worst sense, or whatever. Yeah. Kingsley, if, if if anybody wants to know anything about barbecue, hit up Kingsley. That dude knows yeah. his barbecue. So much so that he was wearing a brisket hat brisket the other day. Hat gang. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Tua versus Manziel. Is this uh is this are we talking about maybe the fight situation? Because we're talking yeah, about Cam Newton so. and Tim Tebow. I think it'd be a terrible fight. Johnny Manziel, I feel like pieces up Tua. Probably so. Tua's too nice, man. N- and neither yeah. of those are big guys. No. Yeah, Tua is too nice. And I think Johnny Manziel, after a few uh shots. Probably is pretty he, he aggressive. Would, uh, he'd be a dirty fighter, and I think he'd I think he'd get it done. Our boy L says my two goats. Hey, not L Ellis, <laughs> just L. I rock with L. I saw L the other day commenting that he was like, "Oh, I need you need you need to drop a podcast." The podcasts are out, man. They're out. They're there. they're out, man. They're they're there and about. This is actually a perfect time for me to announce. I set the bombastic podcast that I recorded before this to go live on YouTube at one p.m. It is now twelve fifty four p.m. So if anybody wants to check out Bombastic on uh, its new channel, The Bombastic Podcast on YouTube. We go off the air. That comes on. We're, yeah, we're, maybe we'll time it exactly flawlessly. Yeah. Oh, we got <laughs> we got Curtis snoring allegations in the chat. Hey, she she oh. don't want to get me started about who <laughs> snores and who doesn't, though. If, if, if we're being honest here, she didn't want to get me started on that. Da, da, da. Yes, David, uh, we are on uh, Spotify. Go check us are. out. Uh, this episode, I Dang, guess, is not on Spotify bus, because... Man. It has not ended yet, and we have not uploaded I it. I might but cancel that nice reservation I made. For, <laughs> I was about to say, Michelle, yeah. I don't want you. Don't, you don't need to be talking too much. I heard you had a fun night coming up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, laugh it up now, huh? <laughs> ah, Borderlands is a multiplayer first-person shooter, and Overcooked is a cooking game where you work together to now, get food out. I could play that. Oh, now that's very. I, I used to play a similar game. There was like a Lilo and Stitch game where you had to make the sandwiches and stuff like that. I, that yeah. was a, I used to play those computer games all the time where you're like trying to cook stuff. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I love that stuff. That <laughs> oh, is man. funny that Michelle called you out like that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's uh we yeah, almost no, made no it a full hour by tonight. the way, Curtis. Did we? We had fifty five minutes, man. We've been it's cooking. Good. We did pretty good. Well, no, this is this is fun. Man, I like I really like doing this. I like doing it live. Uh, I like doing it live. The, the feedback. It's a lot of fun. And so again, uh for anyone who wasn't on at uh, at the very beginning, switching up some things on the content schedule just because we've got the uh the Boss Hog podcast with Josh Braun that's gonna get rolling here um, early on in March and then 
we're going to obviously be covering football in a, in a different way, in our own way. And uh, so we're going to have a football show that's going to start hopefully tomorrow or, or in the very near future. Uh, and so we're moving the six pack Tuesday and Thursday, and uh, it's going to be in your lunchtime hour. We're going to be going live. Yeah. So we're excited about it. I was thinking about it the other day, yeah, or today when I was kind of giving the rundown of all the stuff. And I was like, yeah, we got the boss hogs thing, but we're coming out, you know, we're going to be doing our own football. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, if y'all watch our football show and think we're too nice to the offensive linemen, you got to take into account that these very large <laughs> men come into our building once a week. <laughs> so yeah. if it seems like we're not critiquing the offensive line hard enough, Relax. We Dude, just don't want to get beat up. Man. When we were uh, when we were live at Wright's the other day for that uh, the big pig fundraising or, or whatever I can't remember the name of the event, but the offensive line was coming out there, and we started, and it was a little while before the guys started to trickle in, and and so me and John were on the show, and he asked me like you know what, what's what's going to make the difference for football or something. And I was just teeing off on the offensive line like how bad it was last year and how much improvement they have to make. And then I start seeing these large men walking up, you know, kind of right behind me, you. walking in. I change the subject real quick. What'd you think? Cite <laughs> my PFF grade. What'd you think? Yeah. <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah, that was tough. But those guys are awesome, man. Those guys those are awesome. And also, time. Josh Braun, highest graded Razorback on the offensive line last year. That's he's right. back. Patrick Kudis, that dude's a stud. Uh, don't worry about the fact that he sucked last year. He's going to be good this year. He's going to be good. Yeah, he's going to get it right. Got thrown into the fire, man. Yeah, be got right. thrown into the fire with, as a, as a as a young young lad. Yeah, of, even uh, you know, like even like Ricky Stromberg had his ups and downs when he got thrown in yeah. there as a as a freshman, you know, and, and yeah. looking at him now. So same with like Shambley. I feel like both those guys. Yeah. Like if if Shambley and Kudis had just not played last year, we would all view them <laughs> very highly. But we had to see them play a little bit early in circumstances that are tough. But for sure, for sure. Okay. Well, um, before we do get out of here, I, I do want to. Uh, I, I just got to give a final shout out, man, just to. Um, just a salute to, to a fallen soldier, uh, rest in peace to, to big Miller, um, Kevin yeah. Miller, just really, a it's like a high school and grassroots basketball icon here in, in the state of Arkansas, just a, just a super, uh, selfless guy who I, I think he just really went above and beyond to provide coverage for, uh, for the Hoopers in the state, uh, was a guy who was incredibly nice to me. You know, I remember when I was a, a scout with, uh, with prep hoops in Missouri, um, I remember him reaching out to me all the time uh, and just kind of tipping me off on some players from Arkansas who were going to be at the events I was covering. He was just constantly trying to promote, mm -hmm. and there wasn't a, a selfish bone in his body. He's just trying to help out the kids. Uh, really, really good dude, and uh, was really, really sad to hear about his passing yeah. the other day. He's gone too soon, but uh, definitely made an impact on a lot of people, and I oh, yeah. uh, wanted to give him a shout-out and uh, man, appreciate could, everything he did, man. It was really cool to see the outpouring. I mean, there were so yeah. many people. Everybody who's ever met the dude was like, oh, man. Like you, I mean, obviously when people yeah. die, everyone's like, oh, yeah, RIP. But it's like he, uh, you could tell how many people he touched throughout the state. It just every corner of the state, man. Mm -hmm. Like you said, if there was basketball, man, he was watching it. Uh, I thought that was that was cool to see that outpouring and yeah, rest rest in peace, Kevin Miller. Yep, for sure, solid solid dude. Okay, well we did it. We made it through an hour and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here and I don't know, go do some other stuff with yeah, our day. Uh, but this has been fun and we will be uh, back on Tuesday. I'm sure it's gonna be a, a crazy crazy weekend and we're gonna have a lot to talk about. Uh, but for Andrew Ellis, this has been Curtis Wilkerson, with Natty State Sports, and we will catch you guys very soon.